Hello, welcome to another episode of the Just Some Magic podcast. I am your host, Morgan, and here on Just Some Magic, we like to share people's most magical moments in and out of the theme parks. So whether you're counting down your next days to your Disney vacation, or you're on your way to work wishing to be going to a more magical place, this is the podcast for you. I just want to say I am so happy to be back and bringing you guys content consistently again. It truly makes my heart happy. And I see all you loyal followers coming back and listening twice a week. So here's another wonderful episode for you. Today's episode is all about Mickey because today, that just happened to be a day that we were already airing, Thursday, November 18th is Mickey's birthday. So I actually recorded this episode with this guest back in January, knowing I was going to save it for Mickey's birthday. So I am super excited for you guys to hear this amazing guest, Miranda, come on, who is very, very good friends with Mickey and the magical moment she got to witness at Epcot. We are always looking for more magical moments to share on the show. So if you would like to be a guest on the show, please go to justsomemagic.com and click on the share your magic button or make it simple. Just go to the link down in the show notes. But I'm so excited for you guys to hear this amazing episode all about Mickey on his birthday. So now on with the show. a very special guest on today. Her name is Miranda. Welcome. Hi, Morgan. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to have you on. And you're actually very good friends with a very important mouse. Would you like to give us a little teaser of your story and tell us a little about that? Yeah. So I'm super good friends with Mickey Mouse and I just love him to death. Always have. But I got the awesome chance to see Mickey give a really magical moment to this family who had been annual pass holders celebrating a grandmother who had just recently passed away and who adored Mickey ever since she was very, very young. Can't wait to hear this story. I'll get a fair warning. You guys might want to get some tissues. It's really, really sweet. Um, But before we get into your full story, let's ask you some fun questions to kind of like get to know you a little bit better. All right. So we ask this to every single guest. It's always the first question, but why do you love Disney? Oh, well, I've been going ever since I was super young. Like it was, it's in our backyard for me and my family. Um, I'm an only child. So my parents just would love to take me and spoil me every time I would get good grades or just did really good in school or was doing just good stuff around the house. We'd always go or just even when we wanted to go get dinner, you know, we're just that's kind of that theme park culture where you go grab dinner, grab a ride and like you just kind of bounce. But it's just uh, it's always brought me so much magic and just the feelings I get whenever I go into every single one of the parks, especially just the cast members like the cast members are absolutely what make Disney World what it is. 
and they're just so important. So I just always appreciated everything they always did. So And you grew up in Florida? I did. I'm true Floridian. I grew up in Lakeland, about like 30 minutes from Orlando. So when did you uh, start working for the company? Yeah, so I started working for Disney in 2017. I became a lifeguard and was at the Animal Kingdom Lodge for six months, which was a beautiful resort. If you haven't gone, please go. I literally recommend it to anyone and everyone who comes because it's kind of not always known. So people kind of like push it to the back burner sometimes I feel like just because it's kind of out of the way, but it's really amazing. And um, after that, I had really wanted to get into entertainment. I'd been wanting to be in entertainment since I was 10 years old. And I wanted to give back the magic to guests that those cast members had always given to me. So I was like, I have to I have to get into entertainment one way or another. And I went to one audition and they thought I was weird enough. So they let me on in. <laughs> I was there for three years. Oh, so. my goodness. So you only went to one because I know people that go to like millions, it yeah. seems like. Yeah, yeah. I, I was um, I was stretching on one of the benches, like doing weird, funky things with my face and just being dumb to make other people laugh around because I could tell everybody was stressed and I was just trying to make friends. And then one of the casting directors looked at me and was like her and like wrote down my number. (laughs) And I was like, that was weird. (laughs) And then later they were like, Hey, congrats. I was like, what? Is that a joke? But how tall are you? I'm 5'1". You're perfect height to hang out with Mickey. <laughs> yeah, some might say, yeah. <laughs> so which parks have you gone to? We know you've grown up in Florida, close to Orlando, but have you been to other parks? Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, I'm, I spent my 16th birthday in Universal. We love going there, too, for the bigger rides, bigger thrills. And um, I just recently started going to SeaWorld, which super cool. Yeah, I think those are those are my big main ones. But I mean, outside of Florida, Cedar Point is amazing. That's where my parents met. So we're it's a big. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, Sandusky, Ohio. So we're a big theme park family. You made it over to like California and to that Disneyland? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was for my 20th birthday. I got lucky enough to go over there and we did um, California Adventure and we did Disneyland and that was beautiful. So I'm really grateful I got to see that and I got to meet Mickey over there as well. So just uh, and I lost it. I lost. I saw Fantasmic and then I, and I had been waiting. It's funny. I was waiting to see Mickey because I saw him in California Adventure. And I'm like, I don't want to meet him here. I just I don't I have a weird gut feeling about it. And then I we saw Fantasmic. We had like middle seats. It felt like he was staring into my soul, which was amazing. And then I was sobbing. And then, you know, because for us, our Fantasmic here is so far away across the lake, you know. So then we we came over to Disneyland and I met him right after Fantasmic and I got to like see him and I was I was sobbing I was sobbing I was like hey pal like I work you know with all your pals over in Disney World too like I get to see everybody like we just get to travel and stuff and you get to use all your magic to just travel from here to there it's amazing but I now I'm sobbing and I can't stop so it, yeah <laughs> everybody was like what's going on why is this so sad you're like it's happy tears it's happy tears <laughs> yeah it, it was just really special because like I never got to grow up with Disneyland. I never got to see that. And Walt never got to see Disney World. You know what I mean? He never got to see Magic Kingdom. So, uh, And he never got to see Epcot, which was my home park. It was just so nice to see 
just his magic kind of come to life in that respect and see, you know, what all he did work on. That was very, very special for me. There's just a little extra something at Disneyland, I'll say. Um, Okay, so now that you have been to Disneyland and met characters and stuff, and you are a big character person like I am, (laughs) but what do you think of the meet and greet situation from Disney World to Disneyland? Because Disneyland, they're very roaming and it's very (laughs) spontaneous. Like, of course, there's like, you know, the princesses and the princess hall and then the occasional like, you know, Toontown and stuff, but like they're everywhere. And they interact with each other from different movies where Disney World, it's like very organized and there's lines from a fan's perspective plus an an entertainment's perspective. Which Mm -hmm. do you like? I absolutely lost my mind in Disneyland. I thought it was like the coolest thing because I saw Peter Pan. I saw Hook. um, I saw uh, Beast, Gaston, and Belle, like all within four seconds, like of just walking. (laughs) And I was like, what is happening here? So... From a fan's perspective, it's absolutely amazing to go over and see that in Disneyland. But from like a cast member perspective slash like a business perspective, I can absolutely see why we're more restrictive over here in Disney World. Because you have to understand, um, you know, for as much as I know that the fans want that, it's very hard because Disney World is our central park, right? So we have people coming from all over the world. Like um, we have enormous uh, tour groups especially from coming like Brazilian tour groups, which are amazing. I love, I love when we have tour groups. It's literally the best thing ever because everyone's so hyped, so excited to be there. But the thing is, because of different cultural norms that happen, it's hard for everyone to understand, hey, you can't like jump on our friends and you can't like touch their nose or boop it or whatever, you know? So they kind of just get so excited that they want to hang out with them. So when they are roaming, it can be really hard to control those crowds. Whereas I feel like in Disneyland, you know, you guys, I feel like get a lot more pass holders, more locals. So it's, you know, everybody's like more, way more chill over there. So yeah, but um, I do love the roaming. I wish we could implement it a little bit more, but I understand why. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Like, I always compare Disneyland to, like, a small, quaint hometown where everybody (laughs) kind of knows each other, where Disney World is, like, New York City, the hustle and bustle, like, so much to do. So everybody's kind of doing their own thing and stuff. So it totally makes sense why Disney World doesn't do it, but (laughs) I definitely love the roaming and stuff. And then seeing, like, Peter Pan interact with like the fairy godmother. It's like, Peter, have you been a good boy today? And he's like, Well, I tried. The Lost Boys haven't, but I've been much better. And it's just like, <laughs> it's just the best conversation ever. Like, can I just like listen to you two talk all day? Like, literally. <laughs> this is amazing. That's hilarious. But that's so true, though, what you're saying about the small town thing. Because I remember like the first time I walked down Main Street in Disneyland. Um, I, I looked and there's like the beautiful thing about Disneyland too is real quick that they just have Walt was so so smart in just implementing like actual seats to just kind of, for everybody to just kind of chill like whether if it was this, like the stairs or like the fountain or whatever you could just sit wherever you wanted there were benches just literally everywhere whereas in Walt Disney World it's like there's not a lot because you know there's so much to do everybody's up and everybody's moving so there's not a lot of seating there but whenever I first walked into Disneyland I looked and there were like all these older people yeah and benches and they were sitting on the stairs like trading pins and they're like oh hey Gerald hi Gloris like what's up I I don't know you guys are just 
You just come here. You just trade pins with each other. What is this? There on our main street. I think this is might be what you're talking about. But on our main street, there is a little porch in front of one of the main street shops and stuff. And there's yeah. about a bench and like a rocking chair or two. And then there's this one guy or like a group of people that go regularly and just sit there. And like it's their porch. And <laughs> they meet there and they hang out there. And so it's very rare when it's like not taken. Oh so. I think that's what you mean for yeah. sure. <laughs> so funny. Oh my gosh. On Thursdays, like I know this for a fact because I kind of used to be into pin trading. <laughs> um, on Thursdays when there's like a new pin release, like crack of dawn in the morning, there's like thousands of people there. Maybe not thousands. Okay, maybe hundreds. <laughs> and there'll be like a limited edition pin release of, and yeah. people will there and then after they've sold out of the limited edition pins people will have their books and like okay well i got the new pin so i'll trade you this one for this limited edition one and it's like i don't even know how to describe it but it is like bartering and um negotiating and stuff and like i've never had the nice quality pins to be like good i definitely got gypped (laughs) once or twice for sure you're like, I'll take your two from my one. And I'm like, oh, I really wanted this Sleeping Beauty one. So sure. And I was like, wow, that was not fair looking back at that. Like, <laughs> They just wow. like have like the, the tourist gift shop pins that they just kind of buy that aren't even like Disney quality. Exactly. Exactly. They're like, here, I'm going to take your two limited edition for my one Sleeping Beauty that you can yeah. just buy for $10. Right. Like, exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, Disneyland is a whole nother realm for oh, sure. It's like, a, it's like a lot. They shouldn't even call it Disneyland. They should call it like Lawless Land over there. You know, it's <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, okay. So my next question is, I kind of love that we went off topic a little bit. Um, okay. And this might be an obvious one, but if you had to pick a secondary one, um, which character do you most identify with? that you're most similar to not necessarily your favorite but the one you identify with the most oh no doubt about it Mike Wazowski for sure oh okay I told that you're gonna say Mickey okay why Mike Wazowski tell me tell me tell me um he's just you know he gets kind of wrapped up in the real life of things sometimes and he you know he's very like goal oriented really trying to help Sully be seeing like the real side of things but then you know he he has like a little bit of a heart but he's just a jokester you know he just like cracks up he says horrible jokes in like really bad timing you know when he when like Randall's like choking him out in the painting he's just like making jokes and I'm like that's definitely me no doubt about it so uh, I love yeah or do you ever find yourself um getting your picture taken and then be covered up by a logo (laughs) (laughs) all the time literally all the time it's 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 upsetting how much it does happen and then I'm like well I guess you know this is real life this is who I am you are really Mike Wazowski I am (laughs) I love that answer no one said Mike yet so I really love that answer but I'm so glad Uh, what is your dream ride to get stuck on Oh man, that's such a good one. You know what? I think mine would be. I think mine would be dinosaur. Yeah. Is there any particular part you'd want to get stuck on slash evac? Uh, like near the Triceratops. 
Because okay. um, th- did you ever read those books, Kingdom Keepers? No, but I've heard really good things about okay, them. Okay, yeah. There's just like a there's a part in it where they get stuck. They get like trapped on dinosaur because the um the seatbelts lock and the <gasps> dinosaurs come to life and it's oh, terrifying. <laughs> so and I think the Triceratops like charges at them. So it's kind of like a big thing. Gosh. Okay, yeah. that's funny that you say dinosaur. Because um, in my first episode, I kind of talked more in depth about this, but dinosaur, because I grew up on the East Coast, so Disney World was my home park. And then when I finally, and dinosaur was my favorite, like still to this day, probably my favorite in Animal Kingdom, Flight of Passage was up there, but dinosaur is wonderful. I went over to Disneyland and have you been on Indiana Jones? Yes, we did ride that. Yeah. Oh, see, now that's the one I want to get stuck on, which is essentially the same ride, just different. (laughs) theming and in the first episode I'm like yeah I want to get stuck on this I want to get stuck on the bridge and my friend Sarah's like so the most dangerous part <laughs> yes like, dangerous as possible yeah like, yes. that's hilarious that's mine so we're, we're very similar so it's like yeah. the Disney World version of Indiana Jones for sure that's so funny you say that too because I was thinking about I was thinking about Indiana Jones I'm like okay well if it's the same thing where would I want to get stuck and I would say the bridge too for sure for sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, on. for sure. There were uh, there were pictures that came out of people getting evac'd from it with the lights yeah. on, and I literally I threw my phone across the room. I was so mad. I was like, I want to do that so bad. I was so jealous. I was no, like, whatever, it's fine. Please send this to me. I gotta see this. Oh. I know. What is a snack you wish could be in the theme parks, and if you could, would you make it Mickey shaped? That's a good question. What do I What do I like really enjoy? I love uh, like buffalo chip pretzels. Like I'm a big buffalo chicken wing girl. So like <laughs> Snyder's buffalo chicken, but like I think they'd be good in Frontierland. You know, Ooh, something yeah. just like pretzel twists, but buffalo theme. Yeah, I feel like they should do that at Disneyland because Disneyland's really good about their food and snacks. So I'll, I should like a word over to them. Like, hey, listen to what Miranda had. <laughs> You know what I think that we need, though, because I didn't get to try it when we went to Disneyland, is the mac and cheese cone with <gasps> bacon or whatever it has in it. That's the best with cozy cone. Really yes. Oh, it's so good. We need to put that over here. But c- maybe we just don't put it, like, in a cone, though. Maybe we put it – can we do it in, like, a cowboy hat shape, maybe Ooh. for Frontierland or something, or put oh, it in a bucket? Gosh, let's do it. And- All right. I'll send you a, a cozy cone when Disneyland. That'd be great. All right. So I, I think I might have a clue. This answer might be, what is your favorite Disney item you own? It's upsetting how much of it I have. Like, uh, <laughs> like um, There was a fire. You could only grab one thing. Literally. Yeah, literally. All right. I, this is so easy. <laughs> my, my um. So since Garden Girl was like my favorite, I actually went on to Etsy for myself and I'm like you know what I'm gonna buy a present for myself because I deserve it this year's been hard and I got a matching hat and jacket set of a yellow hat with farmer Mickey embroidered on it with his entire outfit and then um, a green shirt that had Garden Grill's logo on it because there's no Garden Grill merch which I think there should be it's a rotating restaurant okay where do you find that you know so it has that and then it has like cast member on the back of the neck and I wear it like all the time because I can't get enough of it. Okay, so this kind of ties into the next question a little bit, but what is your favorite outfit that Mickey wears in the park? He wears a ton he and does. I don't and I don't know if you were able to make it back to Toontown at Disneyland, but you can get one of four outfits that he's in depending on what movie he's filming at the time. Yeah, but like, I saw that. 
I saw that. It's very rare to get Steamboat Willie, but it there's is. Steamboat Willie, Phantasmic Mickey, or Fantasia Mickey, whichever you prefer, um, in his little tuxedo Mickey, and then there's like a little conductor Mickey with his little red button-up little conductor outfit thing. It's great. Or yeah. there's like Halloween or Christmas or Garden Grill where he wears the little overalls. Oh, like I there's know. so many outfits. So yeah, well, especially in Tokyo too. Like they have their oh, costuming is insane over there. Like yeah. their costumers do such a good job over there. It's it's beautiful, beautiful, absolutely beautiful design, which is really really great. I I'm gonna be really basic here because just because this is how I just got to hang out with him the most and where I had like the most my favorite memories. It, it's going to be his standard outfit. It's his, the, the tuxedo that you meet him in with when you when you meet him at C-Spot and just like the yellow bow tie with just his, just the jacket and the little red pants and his little black shoes. He's just so precious. And what is C-Spot? C-Spot is our character spot that used to be at um, Epcot, but sadly is away. But, you know, we're, you know, we're reimagining, we're remaking stuff. It's going to be great. So hopefully it'll be back and even better than before when we get Epcot's middle back up and building. So there's literally no middle right there. The hole. Yes, sadly. Before the pandemic, when I did the princess run in February, it was a lot of it was torn down and stuff. And our route had to be different and rerouted. It was a little weird. Like we came out by figments and then up towards like the strip to go towards World Showcase. And then we went back through Mexico and then ended in the parking lot. But yeah, it was crazy. Oh, I know. It's, it's just making that. you walk like a lot more. You know, you think you walk a lot in Epcot and then once they took out the middle, you're like, I don't know how that made my walking distance longer, but it absolutely did. So exactly. World Showcase is like a mile around. Like, <laughs> yes. If you want to get your miles and just keep walking around World For sure. Showcase. For sure. It's like you're literally walking to each country they have by foot, you know? So. If you had a Disney animal sidekick as a pet, which one would you choose? I don't I'm I'm having a hard time going between like Mushu and like Pascal because Pascal, he just raises his eyebrows at you and he's like, "Come on, man." Like, you you know, you know you got to do better than that. But Mushu will I think I would pick Mushu just because of the comedic relief he brings. You know, and then mm-hmm. the little, the little, uh, the mustache he's got going on. Then that, because that's just like hilarious. This little, little fur or whatever that is. I don't know, but it's great. And he can cook for you. He's yeah. motivating and he yeah. tries to help you out, even though it doesn't all, always necessarily work out. No. He, I, he's just great. He just, he's, he's always there for you. And he, he gives that harsh, blunt advice that I give to other people that I would love to hear for myself, you know? We all need a little Mushu in our life for yeah. sure. That's a good one. No one said Mushu yet. <laughs> this is a very interesting one. It's my most recent question I've thought of. Okay. What is the appropriate amount of time to wear a birthday button to the parks? Okay. So in my family, we love to do this thing where we celebrate our birthday month. So anytime I think that we go in the month of my birthday in June, if you wear it, then I think that that's that would suffice. Um, uh-huh. But, you know, if you want to be more traditional, I think, you know, if you were just uh, going for your first time or, you know, your 80th time and you had like a, a three night hotel stay, you could wear it for all three days because it's consecutive. You know, that's totally yeah. fine. But just as a pass holder, I, we just do it for fun. It, and just to just be like, 
get the happy birthday because it's always cute. It just makes your day better, makes yeah. you smile. And I, I know I do it for other people too. Like even, even when I wasn't a cast member or on my off days, I would see people wear it and I would just scream happy birthday across like four lanes of people. And they're like, oh, thanks, I guess. So. <laughs> they forget that they're wearing a birthday button. And they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. It's just fun and it's just nice because you, you only get your birthday once every year. So, it, you know, I would say get the most you can out of it. Nothing nothing bad can come of it. It's not like you could just be punished for it. You know, you're alive. It's time to celebrate, you know. So. so my very last question is, if you were hosting a character in the parks, what would be your favorite character to host? Can it be like princesses too? It can be anybody. Oh, absolutely. Anybody, okay. Star Wars characters, Marvel characters over here in oh, California. Oh, Star Wars character? Oh, shoot. Yeah. yeah, I'd be hanging out with the stormtroopers all day. No doubt about it. For sure. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Why them? Because they're just so goofy, you know? <laughs> they, they'd be like, oh, we got a call. We have to go arrest someone. And I'm like, y'all can't even make a shot. Like, come on. They're not going to know that you're there or not. You would have done a terrible job anyways. Let's just come on. Let's just go goof around somewhere else in a TIE fighter or anything else that you want to do. Because I always, this question kind of came about when I would be waiting in line to meet a character and there's usually a character host there or a character attendant. And I'd ask them like, oh, like, I know you're here with Tinkerbell today, but who do you typically like to hang out with? And some, yeah. most of the time they'll say Star Wars characters like Chewbacca or a villain yeah. or something that or just sometimes the princesses because at Disneyland they have the really nice blue sparkly vest apron looking thing I don't oh, know yeah. what it is okay so, yeah. and so I, that's where that question originated from oh. so very fun answers I really appreciate it um but now I'll let you get into your story and share your magic. Thanks. Well, thank you, Morgan, again. Yeah, I mean, I love going to Epcot. It was, I didn't used to whenever I was younger because, you know, whenever you're a kid, you're like, oh, rides this, rides that. But as, I mean, as I've gotten older, it's been a lot better just like walking around, seeing, tasting the food, really awesome. But especially as a cast member, like whenever I got lucky enough to be in entertainment, they were like, hey, man, your home park is going to be Epcot. So for part-timers, we would have specific home parks because, um, you know, sometimes they just needed more part-time people in each one, depending upon like how many full-time people they had in, in others, because we would all be what's called global. So we could all go to each park. We could pick up wherever we wanted to, but specifically where most of our shifts came from were from our home park. So when they assigned me Epcot, I was like, ah, <laughs> I mean, like, come on, I want to be in Magic Kingdom, you know, because Magic Kingdom, hustle and bustle, New York City, right? But uh, I'm, there's so much going on there that, you know, you, you get kind of like lost up in the mix of everything. So being in Epcot really helped me appreciate just the park and history of itself that it had. So and it really made me appreciate Mickey more, especially with character spot and everything like that. So that was really beautiful. But on my off days, you know, I'd really love to go by myself to the parks and just appreciate everything and like, make sure I knew everything 
that the guests were seeing so I could be knowledgeable on stuff whenever they asked me. So, you know, everybody always told me how good Garden Grill was. So I was like, well, and I loved working there. So I was like, well, I have to go to Garden Grill because the food apparently here is amazing. So I went there, I was sitting in there just by myself, you know, looking weird because families were like, why are you here by yourself? Like, this, You're like 21 years old. What are you doing? So, um, I, uh, you know, was interacting with the characters, got to see Pluto, got to see Chip and Dale, which was beautiful. Everyone was so kind. The waiters, and if you get the chance to go to Epcot, please, please go to Garden Grill. They have the best wait staff on property, no doubt about it. Everyone's like a family there, and just everyone is just absolutely on top of their game, and they don't make you feel rushed. You get so, such good food. It's amazing. So, so fresh because all that food comes from like literally all the plants and the stuff that we have going on in the ride down below. It's really awesome. So I was sitting there and Mickey comes up and I just, you know, you know, when you see Mickey, it's whether you have, whether you're close with him or not, it's literally Mickey Mouse, like the icon of Disney. I have not lost the feeling that I have had for him since I was young. Like every time I saw him, I was like, that is my favorite guy on the whole entire planet. That's the best guy ever. He's right there. The big cheese, the man himself, the legend. Uh, and I just, you can feel it kind of like bubbling up in your stomach whenever you see something like so exciting. My cheeks were getting like all red. My, I could like stop breathing for a little bit. So he and I talked and, you know, we talked about we, all the things he was farming and, all the corn he was making to make the wonderful, amazing food that he was just working so hard. And maybe he was making some cheesecake for Minnie later and that they were going to go on a date. And I was just so excited for him because he was just so excited to see her. He told me he had been calling her and just like, you know, missing her so much. So that was awesome. But the really amazing thing was the family next to me. Now, this was a family of three it was a grandfather, um, a mom, which was like his daughter, and then the son of the mother. And I saw that they had like just something small on their table. They hadn't had any food yet. And so Mickey was just like passing by. And Mickey was just so excited to see all of them because with every family, he's excited to see everybody. You know, he kind of, it felt like he kind of treated everybody kind of like he was Santa Claus you know when kids come up to Santa Claus and were like hey Santa like my name is this Santa's like I already know but kids would come up to see Mickey and they're like hey Mickey like I watch you on TV all the time Mickey's like I already know and like or I have your plush and Mickey's like I know your name is Nicholas right or like whatever you know so the kids uh -huh. would be like you already know that's amazing so he was kind of like that with this family too and this family was like, hey, Mickey, you know, we've been coming to you for years. We're pass holders. We love you so much. And so Mickey picked up this thing on their table. And I was like, I was being super nosy, you know, while I was by myself. What else was I going to do? Like, look at other guests? So, of course. So I looked at their other table and he picked up this picture frame of this woman, this older woman. And I, he just immediately, like instinctively, just like, picked it up and like hugged it and like held it to his heart like so tight and we just like kissing all over the frame and just like rubbing it to his cheek and just like staring at it and just like so lovingly and then the mom like started bursting into tears and Mickey kind of like got nervous so he sat down with her and he like he just you know grabbed her hand and was just kind of like you know caressing her hand and she could barely get out the words she's like my mom just like loved you so much. And I just want to let you know that like, we just came here 
for her because we wanted to celebrate her life with you. And then you could kind of see in Mickey that it, it clicked that um, that she had passed away, right? So they just had brought this this picture of her to commemorate her and to just, you know, live out like her favorite, her favorite restaurant with her favorite mouse. And that was really, really beautiful. And so Mickey just was sat for a really long time, which you don't normally see at character dining interactions, at least, you know, it's usually pretty fast, the picture and an autograph, right? So um, he, he literally sat with his family and just held their hand and gave everyone at the table a hug and was just there listening to all the stories that they had to share about the, the grandmother. And then he just kind of got up and he blew lots of kisses and he's like, wait right here. And he like pointed to like a, his watch on his hand <laughs> and uh, he's like, just wait for like just a second. And he, when I tell you, Mickey Mouse like ran, but in a very safe and efficient way. He jogged <laughs> and tried to get up the stairs. He tried to let all these waiters and waitresses know that he needed a pen and a paper stat like immediately. <laughs> and he got one and he wrote this note. Um, and I again had like been super nosy, so I like peeked over the edge and he like ran and brought it back. And it said, always believe in magic. We love you so much. Your pal, Mickey Mouse. So, you know, he just wanted to make sure that they knew that all the pals at Garden Grill knew that they were there. They were supporting them and that they loved them so much. And they were so grateful that they had came and shared so many memories and so many just different life experiences just here at Garden Grill and here at Disney, because that's what Disney's all about. That's what that's what our friends, our pals are all about is just sharing that love, sharing that magic and being there to make those memories for people, for families. And that just made me so proud, like so proud of our pal, because I was just like that. That's what Disney's about. You know, it's, it's just being with family and just, you know, having the literal best time because that's what Walt wanted, right? That is, it was a family park. He wanted to spend time with his kids and his, his wife and just for, all families to come of all ages, no matter whether you were young or old, right? So it's just that it gave me chills. It still gives me chills to this day. And I just, I was sobbing at my table uncontrollably after that. So it's just, uh, it's, it's my favorite, favorite memory from Garden Grill. And I'm so grateful I got the chance to see it and so glad that I got to, to see that family too. And the interesting thing, the weirdest thing was, um, a uh, couple weeks later on Inst- or I'm sorry on Facebook I was scrolling through just the like the Disney World annual pass holder page right and just like randomly I never go on it cuz this there's just so many things on there you know so I was just randomly scrolling through it to see what was new right people people are crazy on there right more yeah everybody everybody's on there everybody's got their own like hence why we're doing this podcast everybody's got their own unique experiences and they want to share it and Facebook seems to be like the hub of all the stories so yeah it's kind of like you know everyone gets their own press conference on Facebook so (laughs) and anyone and everyone can attend so yeah for good and interest other purposes so that's good um but I did see this post and it literally came with a picture the two pictures of that note and Mickey holding the picture of the frame with the grandmother. And it literally said, my grandmother was the biggest fan. 
biggest Disney fan out of everybody in our crazy family. We decided to honor her by having one last picture of her with her favorite character, Mickey. Of course, we were all in tears as this happened. Mickey was so unbelievably supportive and hospitable, offering hugs to the entire table. He came back later with a handwritten note for us, which is so special. This is definitely a Disney moment for the books at Epcot Disney World. So I just it randomly, you know, it's so funny how the universe works. Uh, just, you know, randomly finding that just weeks later, it just made my heart so happy. And it was just a really beautiful moment for me. So I'm really, really glad I got to see that. And I'm even more grateful to share it here. So thank you for letting me, letting me speak about it. (laughs) I love that magical moment. And no, it didn't happen directly to you. You got to still witness magic happen. And then the aftermath on Facebook, I just think (laughs) that's so special. Like, you know, that it meant that much to for them to even like post about it and yeah. stuff and the impact it made. So I think that's so beautiful. Thank you, thank you. Oh my goodness. That I, you just did such a good job telling that story. I have no other further comments. I think it was just a wonderful story. And Mickey is such a special character in all of our hearts. And he definitely is. I'm, I feel like crying right now. I just miss him so much, you know, <laughs> I'm getting a little emotional. Like you telling that story. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But um, do you have any other closing thoughts or anything you'd like to share? No, I mean, you know, I, I think, I think the biggest thing is if you, if you guys miss entertainment, go to guest relations, go and tell people just like how much you miss it. Of course, be kind, be courteous. Cause those cast members work day in and day out to try their hardest to make sure that everything's going well and running well in our parks. But my biggest advice is that I know with Corona, everything has gotten so hard. And I know that we're, we're kind of missing out on hugging our favorite characters and kind of, you know, kissing them on the cheek and just getting their autograph, honestly, but just go tell guest relations how much you miss your favorite pals and how much you want to see them, because I promise it does make a difference. You know, Disney absolutely does care about their guest satisfaction. So we want to make sure, you know, as as cast members, we want to make sure that you guys are getting the most satisfaction when you come to our parks, when we want to make sure that you guys feel the most magical on your trip. And, you know, by doing that, we would love to have more of our friends come in and hang out with you guys. You know, I, I know that I would, I would love to see Mickey like even more, like all the time. Oh, me too. Oh, a so, thousand percent. <laughs> yeah. 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 So just, just be kind, um, but go and tell them, you know, just how much you appreciate all their hard work, but tell them that you, that you miss your friends. So, you know, maybe try, let's try and our best to get them back. Okay. One last question. I know a lot of people get anxiety or get nervous when it comes to meeting a character, especially ones that don't talk and they don't necessarily know how to talk. So is there any advice that you have for meeting a character? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, it's super fun. So they want to meet you just as much as you want to meet them. Like, I promise you, I promise you. Uh, so if they're a villain, yeah, even if they're a villain, they, they look so sketch, but I promise you they're like, this is, this is the best. Like I, I get to meet this person. Like it's awesome. I remember going and seeing different interactions where Mickey, like this kid would come up and be like, I would just say, have a childlike mindset about it. If you have Mickey on your shirt, tell Mickey you have him on on your shirt. He would be so excited to see that. He's like, hey man, that's cool. Because I remember I was in line and I saw this kid looked at Mickey. He's like, hey Mickey, 
I have your face on my shoes. And Mickey looked at him and was like, I want your face on my shoes. And it just cracked me up. It was so funny. It's hilarious. I was like, yeah. So, you know, I would say before you go into whatever character you're meeting, like look super fast up on Google of just like what, like, what does Mickey Mouse do? What is he like? You know, but I promise you, if you're going to go meet the mice, definitely talk about cheesecake, especially with Minnie. Minnie absolutely loves cheesecake and like what her favorite kind is. Um, but tell them that you're celebrating a birthday. Tell them you're celebrating an anniversary to ask them just how their day's going, what they've been doing, you know, and just like have a conversation with them like you would a friend. It's not that scary, I promise, but it really is just like a game of charades. So if you're good at charades, I think you'll do just fine. <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, that's such good advice. I kind of give very similar advice. I say, have a question in mind you want to ask them, yeah. especially if it's like a princess or a face character, I'll say. And I'll say like, Snow White, like, oh, have you had an apple since the incident? Oh. <laughs> and I cannot remember which apple was the good and bad one, but she said, oh, I, I only eat the other at colored apple and I'm like oh good yeah, yeah, glad yeah. we're not having any inst- like a green like apple that. or whatever she doesn't eat red anymore <laughs> exactly exactly and so I'll ask like have a question in mind and that typically helps because characters are very good at like um driving the conversation yeah. and stuff especially if they're shy so yeah. I definitely appreciate that oh For my sure. gosh you have been such a treat Miranda you can definitely feel your energy and your oh, passion yeah. and love for Disney and Mickey and so thank Thank you so much for coming on the show. I truly appreciate it. You're going to make me cry. I'll cry right here, right now. (laughs) I wish we weren't doing this remotely. I would give you a big hug right now, but hopefully I'll see you soon. (laughs) For sure. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much, Miranda, for coming on and sharing your magical moment. Thank you, Morgan, so much. I hope you guys have like the best time, everyone listening, whenever you go to Walt Disney World. And I promise you, like, just hope that, you have all the magic and all the pixie dust that you guys deserve because 2020 has been super hard. So I hope that your next visit is everything it possibly could be. And I hope you guys just have like the best day ever. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for having me, Morgan. It's been an absolute treat and I'm just so grateful I got to do this. So thank you. Of course. Thank you, Miranda. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode with Miranda. And if you love this podcast, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. It truly helps this podcast out and new people discover us. Again, we are always looking for more magical moments to share on the show. So go to the link down in the show notes to submit your story. Or if you want, go to justsomemagic.com and click on the share your magic button. I cannot wait to read all your stories. But until next time, bye. Bye.